0: so welcome to another edition of all up in your business i'm jay sokol the culpepper family name is practically synonymous with the cities of college station and bryant so those who grew up here or at least have lived here a long time like i have or at least somewhat aware of the connections to real estate and development for the culpepper family so that's really an understatement culpepper realty company was founded in 1937 by john cecil culpepper a year before college Station even officially became a city so in an effort to get a little bit of history and to learn about the developments that might be coming in the future i have two guests with me today first Jack Culpepper, president of Culpepper Realty Company. Uh, Jack is third generation in his family to develop, lease, and manage residential and commercial real estate in College Station and Bryant and other Texas markets. Did I get that right, Jack? Yes, sir. All right. And also, Larry Haskins, general counsel for Culpepper Realty. Larry's the guy who I think uh, makes sure that everything is being done right and uh, and all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and uh, also a bit of a historian with this company. So, gentlemen, thank you for uh, sitting down with me and doing this.
1: Uh, great to be here good
0: so uh, I'm about to get all up in your business hey sounds good uh, so where do you even start with the Culpepper family as you guys relate to this community Jack where do you
2: start so so our family really started I go back and I think about my grandfather and his brother when they were kids they lived in Mississippi and during the Great Depression uh they were with a big family and and they couldn't feed everybody so they had a relative that was a baptist minister that lived in cameron texas so my grandfather and his brother both got a one-way railroad ticket to cameron texas during the depression to live with their family friend so from there um, my grandfather met a, a young lady who was a history teacher a texas history teacher in cameron and she had a little teacher uh, retirement fund, or I don't know if she had retired, but she had a little money, and he talked her into coming, moving to College Station, at that time to Texas A&M University area, and investing in some rural land in that area because he felt like, you know, at that time, College Station, the, the university was focused on the Welburn side where the railroad station was, but he felt like it would eventually turn and flip the other direction because there was a new highway coming to town called highway six so that's right so some people don't know that the
0: the front entrance of texas a&m actually did face welburn road and the railroad tracks right and what was it horses or something like that were on the back side of the property which is now where, where they were putting then highway six so yeah you're right, right it was right. a back then
2: so yeah so he convinced her to do that and uh, they moved to Moved to College Station and invested in some real estate there, and I think uh, one of the first things he did was develop College Hills Estates, start building some houses, and um, and then the Blue Top tourist courts.
0: Blue Top, what, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That was like
2: a, a little motel that was there, and I remember my dad telling me stories that when he was a kid, they still lived in Cameron, and they would drive back and forth, and uh, he used to you know play in the motel area and my grandfather would be working on the property
0: so where about was that
2: i think it was in the area um i want to say kind of around where best buy is oh okay today kind of in that area right there and there was probably nothing there at the time yeah i'm sure it was just a wide open field and i'm guessing highway 6 was a dirt road but i don't know in the 30s you know if it was blacktop yet or not but it was coming so started out residential and uh, then what happened as the years go by so then I would, you know, he, he continued uh, developing residential subdivisions like um, Carter's Grove, and then they there weren't any shopping areas, and very little in Bryan Orton, none in College Station, but in Bryan I guess it was just downtown. Right. And so then he got into building some shopping centers, and the first one was Ridgecrest, which was is still there today. It's a tiny little center kind of between... Bryan and College Station. And I'm, I'm guessing at that time it was kind of on the outskirts of Bryan headed towards College Station. So
0: sort of right around, if I'm correct, Texas
2: Avenue, maybe north, somewhere in that neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, kind of like, um, uh, I'm trying to remember, the cross, the cross street there. I think it's somewhere or around. Sulphur Springs maybe, somewhere in that area. Okay, yeah,
0: all right. Yeah. And, and so I'm guessing at the time with, with moves like that, that probably didn't go over so well with those who were doing business in downtown,
2: right? Probably didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember one big thing was the talk about, and there was a, a newspaper articles about when I believe it was Mo- Montgomery Ward's burned down in downtown Bryan. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, and then that kind of helped him get a shopping center going because it had to move somewhere, and so he developed. Um, I don't remember if that was for Mannerly Mall or if that was the Town Townshire and Brian but that was a big component which was just pure luck right you know or devastation depending upon which way which way you look at it yeah yeah yeah
0: no but I've I've seen photos that uh of the burned out Montgomery wards and then uh and then when I got here in the mid 80s uh, it's located in Mainerie Small. Right, right. But, but we'll get to we'll get to right. Small we'll and that. that sort of stuff in in just a little bit. I want to pull Larry in real quick. When did you join the company, Larry? Because uh, I, I came
1: in uh, in the mid uh, '80s. Okay. Uh, so in terms of the timeline we're talking about, you're not there yet, but you're coming. Texas real estate depression is what brought me here. Uh, people forget that uh, there were some pretty tough times in this part of the world uh, between say 1983 and 1992 uh all but two of the uh local banks went under uh it you picked was, a great time to come come to town uh, jack's dad uh, needed some assistance and still had some work to do so i came up here and have been here ever since okay so uh, so i get to press pause with you because we're coming back
2: so we're talking about montgomery wards and that sort of thing as we're transitioning through time what so, so we're adding shopping centers to the community primarily brian because it was it was actually a town and college station was on the rise and and a m was was growing and so then when there was a need for shopping centers there um, my father was also coming on board with his with his father and uh, that's when they built cole plaza which is a more modern type shopping center we don't own that now but we developed that or he developed that
0: so now for people who don't who never knew it as cole plaza that's where cole's is located correct, correct. yeah and uh, chick-fil-a Everybody Chick-fil-A. knows where Chick-fil-A is. That's right, Napa Flats. That's, a, that, that's really evolved over the last
2: uh, last few years for sure. So, so Pepper Plaza was a big deal, I know. Right, right, and that was in the 80s. And then prior to that, they actually developed the first large grocery store, which was the Skaggs Albertsons, you know, by campus on South College and right. University. right. So that was in the 70s. And so I guess that was actually kind of the first – large shopping center that was built in college station Um, and it had the largest grocery store probably in brazos county oh i'm sure because it was giant back then and I, i remember my dad telling me a story about actually picking up mr albertson's at an airport i don't know if it was houston or college station he and his wife actually came to the site and they went out to dinner okay yeah pretty wild when, when when that building was being constructed? I don't know if it was during construction or when they decided to select the site and okay. make the transact, make the deal. I don't remember what stage, but I know that he got to actually meet him, and he came to College Station. So by the time I got here, I remember the Skaggs, I remember uh, Mr.
0: Gaddy's right. being there, kind of where Schlotzky's is maybe, somewhere yes, in that vicinity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and of course, IHOP was there. right. right Right. and uh and then a number of stores and a movie theater and uh isn't there a little trivia about ihop by the way
2: yes ihop supposedly is the oldest continuing operating restaurant in college station
0: that is so (laughs) like 1970 and it
2: started that's hilarious thanks to your family right yeah i guess yeah okay so so keep on going through time so you know, my father got, got more involved, and um, and they got more into commercial properties. It was it was later in the '80s, and so they also developed in other communities through through Texas, small towns primarily. This is Round call Station is the largest market we have developments in. So um, stayed busy, and um, but we've been through you know ups and downs. Things got tough, like Larry was saying in the '80s um, in real estate and Texas in general. Um, I can remember when I came on board in the late eighties, um, there was, you know, the real estate recession was occurring and I remember making phone calls, cold calls to retailers trying to recruit them to college station. And when I said Texas, they would laugh Great. because Texas was down. I mean, nobody, they, they weren't doing any new stores in Texas. None of the big retailers were for a long period of time. So it was, it was really slow. and. Um, Thank, thank goodness things have changed now. So Larry, what happens when, during this period that Jack's talking about, right around
0: the time you come to town, where were you focusing your energies and, and what was going on with Culpeper Realty?
1: Uh, we were in, in a bit of a far survival mode. Uh, one of the projects that uh, came out of that during these tough times uh, what is now uh, uh, where the target is. And if folks will recall, originally right next to the target, uh, was a small H-E-B, which they called an H-E-B pantry store. Right, right. There, You know, and uh, uh, that was when things started to turn around. Target basically would send somebody down from Minneapolis, and they were great folks to work with, uh, but they really weren't locally familiar, and they're saying, who is this H-E-B that wants all this stuff? Who huh. the heck are they? They weren't familiar with, to them, they were nothing. So, uh, uh, but that project finally came together and uh, kind of the, 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 the end of it was when the Outback Steakhouse was put in and uh, that was the, the, the final part. Uh, I always like to say that the, by that point in time that site was so developed, all the plumbing was in, all the major grading had been done, and uh, they built uh, that Outback Steakhouse in 42 days uh the crew that was assigned to it that was i think their sixth or seventh of that same exact plan and so they were fast and the site was ready Oh, so i, I had no idea that that amazing went up right quick. yeah 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 i think that's a, that's still a, at the time it was a outback restaurant record i don't know if it still stands <laughs> but but it went up in a hurry wow <laughs> that
0: that is amazing so uh, you know so many of the properties that you're talking about that Uh, front to texas avenue Mm -hmm. well texas avenue's been widened at least once maybe more which i guess encroaches on some of those developments how uh, what does that do for you guys uh if anything when you're getting little chunks of uh of your property taken away by tex dot to to accommodate more traffic because it feels like Outback, the front door is right on the road. It is, right. but actually
1: uh, that, that was allowed to be built that way. Uh, the right-of-way right in that part of the city was pretty well acquired.
2: I would say that, you know, our experience with Dot has been great. I mean, yeah. we've, we've had a good relationship working with them with projects and, and um, with the city of different city, but College Station, Brian, I mean, we've, we feel like the process has gone well, and people are knowledgeable and understand what we're trying to accomplish. So, it, we haven't had any really devastating effects or anything from uh, land taking yeah. land for uh, growing. And, and growing is a good a good thing to have. And in the real estate business, and you're trying to sell more products and lease space. So the road is widening. There's more traffic. There's more cars. There's more shoppers. So it's it's generally a pretty good thing. You know. So, I want to pick back up, and
0: and I know this is moving over into the city of Bryan, but Mannery Small was a a pretty revolutionary type of development by your family. Talk about that for a bit.
2: Yeah, so Mannery Small at the time, I think it was uh, right around the early 70s when it was developed, it was one of the few enclosed malls in Texas, and I know it was one of the certainly one of the few in our and probably in several counties around and it was a big deal. I remember my dad said it was like in on the front page of some big Texas construction magazine because it was like had all these tilt up concrete wall panels. And, and I don't know if you remember, but some of the wall panels had um, different variations and, and looks to them and design. So it was like pretty fancy at the time. (laughs)
0: Hey, th- no, but I, I, I remember reading that it, that it really was a revolutionary sort of construction, mm-hmm. and and as the community evolved, um, obviously, Manor East impacted other retail areas in in the community, especially especially in Bryan, as things started moving away from downtown. But that's when I first got acquainted with you two gentlemen, and and with your dad. That's when I really first was around him. Uh, a bit when you were starting to make the transition when you 're announcing the transition from Manor East to Teja Center, which was a striking change to a signature project by your family so talk about that because I think that, in my
2: opinion was a springboard to some of the newer things you 've been doing yeah that that was a, a great experience for me and and for my father because he was. Kind of on the tail end of his career, he was older, and I was I was a younger person, and and so being able to work together on a project that he had previously developed when he was younger was was a neat experience personally, but also to be from to have lived in Bryan as a young person and to be able to do something significant and improve that area um, personally was also really really neat, and to do that with your father. And he had developed it once, and so we actually tore down most of everything he built. But we were we replaced it with nice new uh, buildings and new businesses, and and it was it was it was a neat experience. I learned a ton. Um, we had demolition. We had multi-phase demolition. We had relocations. We had new businesses. It was, uh, and we had a lot of involvement with the city and the community and uh, contractors. We you know it was a. Uh, I was trying to remember, I think I counted like 100 backhoes on that project at one time.
0: From a redevelopment standpoint, I've had some people talk about the Culpepper family and, and the company um, in terms of that you're very cautious, you're very measured, and you you watch and you wait, but when you finally find that it's time— that you really move in a significant way. And and that was first explained to me uh, by somebody regarding Manor East becoming Tejas. Um, and then uh, even with the beginnings of what you're doing over at Legacy Point with the stack that, that you guys are planning, you're watching, you're waiting, whether it's market conditions or whatever, but when it's time to
2: to move on redevelopment, you go. Right. Is that fair or right. no? No, that's fair, that's fair. and. You no, know, I'd, I'd like to say that's because we want to make great decisions and do things correctly. But it's also, we can't afford to make a mistake, Jay. I mean, if we, we're small. We don't have investors. We're, fami- we're a family business. So if we if we make a huge mistake, it's over. Yeah. So we have to do it right. We have to make sure the market's ready. And we have to do our due diligence and line it up and get our ducks in a row because we we can't afford to mess up. Where are you the guy with the foot on the brake or the foot on the
1: gas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I'm the questioner, okay, but, uh, uh, so and somewhat the skeptic. But at the time, uh, uh, the, the conversion from Manor East to Tejas uh, was pretty, we didn't realize at the time, was pretty cutting edge. Uh, that process throughout the national shopping center industry is referred to as demoling. Hmm. And it is becoming uh, 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 a development specialty all on its own.
0: So, what about what about you, Jack? Is your role as the guy who's pulling people along, or, or are you being pushed, or uh, what is your natural fit with this company?
2: I guess I guess in general, I'm an optimist, and I, and I like to see the the positive opportunities. You know, if you know you can, if if a big tenant were to leave a shopping center you can get really down and go oh my gosh what are we going to do we got this big vacancy or you can say you know what this is a great opportunity for us we have the opportunity to bring a new user into this market that's not here now a new business that can generate you know great sales and provide new products so it's just kind of you know is a glass half empty or half full to me it's half full so are you okay if we if we move back towards the uh
0: northgate area what is now for you guys legacy point because northgate has has changed so much in recent years through the growth of texas a m and college station and then the southern part of bryan but what we think of as the traditional footprint of northgate really is not northgate anymore it extends so much further to the east talk about what your developments um significance is and will be as you see it uh to northgate
2: into that portion of town so you're right i mean northgate is really transitioning over there with with all the new high-rises and the student housing and you know texas is transitioning our community is transitioning and it's it's been so exciting to see that and to see this new project that uh, midway company put in you know century square right and to see that success a mixed-use project in our size community is extremely rare. I don't know if people realize this, but a true mixed use project like that in a community our size is very unusual. And so these guys are experts. They did a tremendous job, an excellent project. But, and they and they also pioneered that in our market. So we see the success that they're having. We know that College Station can support it. It looks like it, ha- it has been, it is. And so that gives us opportunity to to continue that success and we look at our track across the street as that opportunity to continue that success that they're pioneering and to develop something that would be complementary to what they're doing and also mixed use and we want to we want to really bring in we, we, we want to tie in the century square people that visit that the northgate patrons the students the residents of and college station we would like to incorporate all that into into our project and, and have it complementary. So that's a challenge. We are, we're from this market. We feel like we can make it special uh, for our market and for the people here. and we want it we want people to feel like this is ours. right This is our place. This is college Station's place. This is a special area of town, and we feel that and we want everybody to have that sense when they come to our project so i imagine most everybody uh looking at
0: college station as a place to possibly develop they all want to be across the street from texas a&m i would i would assume so with you guys having land across in there i can't imagine the kind of inquiries you're getting um because i'm sure a ton of folks are are asking the what ifs even if you're not naming names what kinds of um businesses, companies are talking to you guys about the what ifs for such an interesting piece of real estate with such proximity to Texas A&M?
2: You know, we, we feel like there's a need for restaurant and retail entertainment. I would say entertainment and restaurant are probably the most sought after desired products for that area because you have a large student population. That's your driver for those businesses. Um, entertainment, entertainment, and a restaurant, and the retail component is would also be a p- part of that. Um, we also have office users that we feel like there would be a need for some of that, especially being right next door to Texas A&M, having it um, the available availability to walk, ride your bike, um, live in that area now with all the student housing. There's so many more people that actually live there that can come down out of their apartments and maybe buy groceries right you know go have a nice dinner or um you know do a little shopping relax enter you know with some entertainment some live music or those type of things so a a grocery
0: store a major grocery store worked there at one time you think there's there's room
2: for some kind of presence in
0: a future phase of legacy point
2: we would we would love to see a it would probably be some kind of a smaller student-oriented grocer we would love to see that in that center we feel like there's a need somewhere in that northgate area whether it's our project or century square or maybe another area in northgate the need the need seems to be there and it's going to grow so um so yeah we'd we'd like to do do something like that or have someone else do it is fine too just in that area it'll help it'll help us all it'll help that whole area right there to have that Availability.
0: Do you guys plan on doing this phase by phase, because I don't recall how, many, how much room there is for future phases, or when you guys are ready to move, we're going to see that, that whole site really come to life?
2: We've, we've worked on that, and we've had that same question, and we're not 100% sure, but we feel like most likely it will be all done at one time because there's so much work and so much infrastructure that would have to be done that's going to be difficult to to structure it in two phases so most likely it'll be one one phase what do we need to do about transportation over there moving people
0: uh around more efficiently safely and and i guess if we're talking about whatever your future holds uh, kind of commingling with Century Square across the feet. I mean, how do we how do we
2: reimagine that? Area? That's a that's a great question. You know, I, what Dot has recently done in the City College Station, you know, improving University Drive and South College and making it more pedestrian friendly with the sidewalks on University. I think is a big step forward. You know, trying to slow that traffic down on University just for pedestrian safety, going back and forth from from campus to Northgate and. You know, if we can continue that thought, you know, I think there's just going to be more and more pedestrians, more and more bicycles. In our project, we're going to have an Uber lane. You know, um, we're going to be more focused on pedestrian traffic and less less on vehicles. But there will be some vehicles. And if we can tie in somehow the safety and encourage people to walk from our property over to Century Square. You know if there could be a traffic light there or improvements to South College the median right now there's a lot of you know uh, bushes and things like that could that could obstruct vision just by people walking across there so things like that I think would be pretty easy and then um, just making it safer for people to walk back and forth and to go to campus and and to Northgate
0: so if I could ask both of you guys to look in your crystal balls and not just for the Culpeper uh, Realty Company, but but also for this community as a whole. How do you see things evolving for for College Station for Bryan? Um, what do you see happening in the next
1: ten years, twenty years? You take that. One. Well, uh, right now, uh, retail, as everybody, it's it's highly publicized, uh, is going through a transition, and that transition, you know, how that plays out will have a factor. Right now, uh, you were talking about grocers, they are having a hard time trying to figure out how to bring their product, make it compatible with an urban area. And we have an interesting twist here in that although we are starting to think of the Northgate area as being urban, uh, when you're talking to somebody uh, from a large city and you mention our urban area, sometimes you get that same snicker that Jack experienced back when he was trying to bring retailers here uh, to begin with. But the feel here is good. But I'm very optimistic and I'm excited about it.
2: You know, College Station is the sixth fastest growing city in the United States. Feels like it. Yeah. So, I mean, we are, we're growing and have been. And I I don't see that changing. I really feel like College Station is just one step away from exploding. I mean, if we had, you know, one large employer like when Austin got Dell that really changed the game in Austin. Right. You know, if we had some giant engineering company that wanted to locate here or some big bio- biomedical, I mean, we're on the cusp of really ramping up, guys. You ready for it? We're already ramping up, but I mean, it could <laughs> really I mean, it seems like we're we're Austin like 30 years ago. I mean, or 25 years ago right before the big boom right are you ready for it oh yeah okay yeah
0: well thank you for what you and your family have done larry thank you for being part of this and uh, helping college station and brian grow and stay current and uh i'm excited to see what's what the future holds for you but anyway thank you for being on the podcast really
1: appreciate it very much enjoyed visiting with you
2: glad to be here glad to be local business